traveller. I'm Seb Porter, and it seems you've arrived at my sketch show. Or as I like to call it, Potty Porter's Porter Potty. And much like a real Porter Potty, there's plenty of wonderful surprises lurking within. So why not stick around for a while, make yourself comfortable, as we take a leap of faith into the delightful cesspit that is my mind. It's Potty Porter's Porter Potty! Oh God, please get here soon. Hello? Hi, is that William? This is Police Constable Jenkins. You called about your house being burgled? Yes, they're here now. I can hear them downstairs. I'm hiding under a bed. Are you nearly here? Hi, this is Detective Constable O'Leary. I'm here with Police Constable Jenkins. Uh, what was the name of your street again? I could have asked him that. I'm the one with the phone. Yeah, but he needs to know I'm here as well. I'm the detective. What difference does that make? It's 25 St. Austell's Road in Ealing. Ah, shit. St. Austell's, did you say? That's Ostel, not Austin. He knows what his road's called. He might have got it wrong. He's under stress. We're not even in Ealing. We're in Twickenham. It's St. Ostel's Road, yes. Why? Where are you? Okay, I'm afraid we've accidentally gone to St. Austin's Road in Twickenham, if you can believe it. <laughs> you probably think we're a right pair of Burks, don't you? What are you doing saying that? You're going to make him think we're daft lads. Sorry, did he say you're in Twickenham? That's miles away. Sorry, William. Yeah, it's the set. Never, I'm afraid. It took us the wrong way. We're new to the area, you see. Why are you telling him that? I'm trying to keep him calm with polite chit-chat. Well, I don't know how long I can stay under here until they find me. You, you need to get here quick. Yep, no worries, William. We are on it. So I'm just going to put the correct road name into the set, Nev. So that's St. Austin's. We're on St. Austin's, Malcolm, you fucking turnip. Don't speak to me like that, Peter. That's workplace bullying, that is, or we are not listening in the seminar. There's a man's life at stake here, Malcolm. I'm not thinking about the seminar. Right, well, I'm trying to put it in the set nav, so just let me concentrate. Oh, what's it doing now? What Why is it on this screen? Are you serious? Just put in the pissing address. These buttons are confusing. I don't know how to go back. Right, let me have a look. Oh my God, what have you done? How, how have you done this? I don't know. It wasn't my fault. Well, whose fault was it? Williams. Hey, leave him out of this. He's having an hard enough time as it is. I was being sarcastic, you absolute cockfungus. Of course it's not his fucking fault. Stop swearing, you're making us look bad. You're the one who can't operate a satnav. Right, I, th I think I've done it. I think I've done it. Si prega di fare un'inversione autobe possible. Oh well, thank you very much, Malcolm. That's much better now you've changed the language to one I can't understand. Right, well you do it then if you think you're Jimmy fucking Neutron. Ah, now who's the one who's being unprofessional, eh? Guys, I think they heard me. They're coming upstairs. I think they've got knives. Just hold on a minute there, William Boudet. Right. I want you to apologise to me, Peter. You want me to apologise to you? Yes, I do, OK? Because I don't like swearing, and I especially don't like swearing when I'm within earshot of civilians. But you have driven me to swearing through your impatience and name-calling. So please apologise. I'm not apologising for trying to do my job. You can still do your job without calling me a cockfungus. OK, fine. I'm sorry for calling you a cock fungus. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear.
Poor William's being very patient and he's probably sick of our bickering. You're still there, William. Ah, oh, fuck. Right. Sterling work there, mate. Looks like it's KFC drive through instead. Well, congratulations, guys and gals. You've come to the end of your university career here at Loughborough. You're ready to free yourselves from the shackles of education and be released into the big wide world. And on behalf of all of us who have already made that journey ourselves, I just want to say, I'm sorry. It's awful out there. It's going to get very bad for you very quickly. You're going to absolutely hate it. God, I'm so sorry. And you know how you've been working really hard on your degrees for three years? Yeah, no one gives a shit, it turns out. Depressing, isn't it? I mean, you're going to go up there and you're going to be handed a piece of paper recognising all you've achieved here at this fine institution and your parents will spend the equivalent of a month's salary on a photo of you standing awkwardly in your rental robes. And it's going to seem like a really big deal, but, but it isn't. And, and you might imagine now people will want to pay you to do the thing you love, but they won't. And I'm not just saying that because it's Loughborough. I, I studied here. It was, it was my third choice, but I had a reasonable time. I, I'd love to say I was inspired by the teachers at Loughborough, but... Hmm. Uh, does Robert Crawley still teach here? Lots of blank faces. That's probably a good thing. He always seems to have a problem with me. Sorry, we've gone off track. What was I saying? Oh yeah, your future's hopeless. If it makes you feel any better though, chances are it would have still been hopeless even if you hadn't come here. I mean, I can't imagine there'll be queues out of the door for the Loughborough hoodies, but really it's fine. It's just one of those places that's become a bit of a joke for smug pseudo-comedians who want to feel better about their own empty lives. Most of them probably haven't even been to Loughborough. Having said that, the fact that I'm your celebrity alumni speaker today should not instill you with hope. Do you know who I am? I'm, I'm going to guess, no. Unless you happen to watch Big Brother in 2011 and remember the guy who got voted off second. <laughs> well, here I am. And now we come to the part where I'm contractually obliged to tell you what I've been up to. Well, I got paid a couple of grand for Big Brother. I blew that on cocaine and trainers. Uh, I got a talent agent, Atkins and Fob. They dropped me after a month. Uh, I moved back to my parents' house and got a job in a call centre. Uh, I'm also addicted to porn, and sometimes when I wee, it comes out sideways. Just to reiterate, I'm someone the university considers a success and has paid to deliver an inspiring speech. Do you feel inspired? Because you shouldn't. These three years you've spent in a uni bubble, living with people your own age and getting blackout drunk on a weekday night because you have no real responsibilities, these will probably have been the best years of your life. So if you want my advice, stand up, walk over to the Dean right now and kick him in the balls. Because you do not want to graduate, my friend. Anyway, good luck.
It's not poodle. It's not poodle. It's not poodle. No, no. It's not poodle. It's not poodle. It's just noodles, don't you know? Don't you know? Introducing the tasty new pasta snack that isn't made from dog. With a range of delicious and exciting flavours, including not poodle curry, Bombay good boy, and chicken not chow chow mein. But if it's not made from dog, what meat is it made from? <laughs> it's a mystery. So you can tuck into your noodles without betraying man's best friend. It's okay, Rover. You're safe for now. It's not poodle. It's not poodle. It's just noodles, don't you know? Don't you know? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. We hope you enjoyed your meals and we will shortly be selling scratch cards just in case you wanted to feel like you're in a newsagent. Enjoy the rest of your flight. Hello? Excuse me? I need help over here. There's something wrong with my son. Hi, what's wrong? Is he okay? No, I don't think so. He just turned really pale and his eyes have rolled into the back of his head. Right, try and stay calm. I'm just going to go and find a doctor for you. It's okay, Benny. Mummy's here. Hi, this is your steward speaking. If there are any doctors on board, please make yourselves known. We have a medical emergency. Thank you. Excuse me? Excuse me? Hello? Over here? Sorry, we're a bit busy at the moment, Sunshine. Someone's very ill and we're trying to find a doctor. So just be a good lad and hold on for a minute. I am not deaf. I heard the announcement just like everybody else. I'm making myself known. Yes, and the shop will be open again for you to buy some chocolate just once we've sorted this out, okay? I don't want chocolate, you daft cow. I'm a doctor. I'm offering to help. Okay, this is a very serious situation and we're looking for an adult doctor. Oh, I see. I didn't realise you'd be so picky. I only have seven years of training. But aye, if you've got lines of doctors queuing up already, then I'll just go back to watching Finding Nemo. What's going on over there? My son still needs help. Do we have any adult doctors on board? Please, this is an emergency. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Do you really have seven years of training? Oxford University. Graduated this summer. But you're what, eight years old? Seven and a half, cheeky. So you're some kind of child prodigy. I'm a fire starter. Twisted fire starter. Sorry, what? Ah, forget it. Obviously before your time. Look, I started young. I removed my own umbilical cord and my first word was laryngitis. Right, well, you'll you'll have to do. Oh, you're welcome, he said to the rude lady. Sorry, thank you. He's just over here. Sorry for the wait, madam. The doctor's here now. Oh, it's a win. Are you joking? He says he's got seven years training. Isn't that right, doctor? 
Who? Doctor Who. Nah, I'm only teasing him. Doctor Who's not even a real doctor anyway. He's a time lord. Name's Rory. Can I have a real doctor and not a child pretending to be one? Why does everyone say that? How dare you? What do you do? Probably work in a zoo for idiots. He says he's a child genius. He might be able to help. Oh yes, I could tell that from the zoo for idiots comment. Go away now, Rory. Fine. I tried. I guess you'll just have to deal with this acute grand mal seizure yourself. What did you just say? I've got some fishies to watch. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Rory, please come back. Ride the wave, dude. Please, Rory. He's, he's getting worse. Too late now. Shouldn't have called me a pretend doctor. That was a fatal mistake. Rory, Boop. Rory, please. Boop. I'm sorry. Think of my son. Boop. Hello, my name's Jon Snow, and thank you for inviting me to your slam poetry night, Lost Tongues. I've never done slam poetry before, and I'm not used to showing my vulnerable side. So please go easy on me. Anyway, this one's called Winter is Coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Coming? When terminating our innocence. Innocence lost. Taken by the frost. Oh no, my innocence. Gone. I've got my big coat on, but I still feel lost. Lost to winter. Winter has won. Winter has come and winter has won. Won the trophy. Won the medals. Won the bike that doesn't even need pedals. It just goes on its own. And I'm left here alone. With nothing but my thoughts. And I'm thinking, why was Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones? It undermined everything. Our world undermined, undenied by anyone. Where has my world gone? Westeros, Wester lost. Winter is coming. Under my coat there's a man who is scared and his name is Jon Snow. But he's not made from snow. No, 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 no. He's just flesh and bone. I'm not a snowman. My name's just Snowman. I think I'm quite a warm person beneath my icy exterior. Sit down by the fire. Would you like to pet my wolf? Winter is coming. And although we no longer have white walkers to worry about, it'll still be cold out. So mind how you go. Thank you. And please, no questions about the show. We all hated season eight too. Welcome, Clive and Teresa. Great to have you on Tamsworth Road. Many thanks, Eddie. Great to be accepted into the inner circle. Once you're on the WhatsApp group, there's no going back. <laughs> Unless you're number 63, they left the WhatsApp group. Jan at 68. Kiss, kiss. Looking forward to getting to know you all once it's allowed. Street party. Think number 60 haven't been worried about the rules. They had people over. You could probably say hi. Sean, we did not have people over. Does anyone need a sofa? 
Are you sure, number 60? I heard singing and there was an unfamiliar car outside. Need to get rid of this sofa if anyone wants it. Karaoke, Sean. Just us. Didn't realise you could hear us so well. Car not ours. Fifty pounds? Hi all. Everyone on for clapping at 8pm. Yes, Sally, I'll be there. We'll join. I have a new pan I'm going to hit with a wooden spoon. Great. Will number 60 be joining us this week? We've missed you the last couple of weeks, number 60. Hope you're feeling okay. Clearly okay enough for karaoke. £40? Whoever has took our blue bin with the number 58 on, please bring it back. It is not your bin. Mustn't forget our heroes. Jan at 68. Kiss, kiss. Won't be joining tonight. Other plans. Pipe down, Sean. Haven't seen bin, Angelo. I only need the one bin, Angelo. Haven't touched yours. Oh! Keyworkers not really on your radar, number 60? I won't pipe down, number 60. Acquired any bins lately? £35? It's stain free! We are not bin thieves, Sean. Back off or I'll come and have a word. Kevin. I am still waiting for my bin. Whoever it is, you'll have ten minutes to bring it back or there is a big problem. Guys, this is getting a bit hostile. Not the best first impression for Clive and Teresa. Go ahead, Kevin. I'll be waiting. Well, for those who do care about our NHS, I'll see you at eight. Good to see people's true colours. I have your bin, Angelo. Needed to get rid of some boxes and mine was full. Jan at 68. Kiss, kiss. Jeanne, you have screwed me for the last time. You bring it back now. I'll be holding on to it for a while longer. Jan, 68, kiss. Okay, big bitch of lady. I come over and empty it onto your doorstep. How about that? Angelo, I have a gun. Jan, 68. Clive and Teresa have left the group. This is Alfred at 54. Welcome to Thamesworth Road, Clive and Teresa. 20 pounds! Thanks for finding the time to talk to us today, Mr Dumbledore. As you know, Hogwarts recently had its first Ofsted inspection, and I think it would be best if we go straight into the report. Naturally. I am, of course, all ears. Yes, quite. Let's start with the positives, shall we? Quality of education, good. Although our inspectors didn't quite understand the finer points of the magical curriculum, for example the benefits of transforming rodents into silverware, the students were enthusiastic, and the passion your staff have for teaching clearly shone through. My dear fellow, I do not employ witches and wizards who themselves lack a bright-eyed thirst for knowledge. Well, we weren't quite so enamoured with your potion master's performance, I'm afraid. 
Our inspector saw Professor Snape actually taking away house points from a student for giving the correct answer, and then referred to her as, and I quote, an insufferable know-it-all. Oh dear. He then told another student that he hated his dad. I'm afraid Severus and James never did see eye to eye. Sorry, Mr. Dumbledore, your, your voice. Oh yes. I died just now and reincarnated myself as an Irishman with a much deeper voice. I suppose I ought to have warned you. Right. Uh, okay, let's move on. Behaviour and attitudes. For this area, we put requires improvement. That's disappointing to hear. May I ask why? Well, for example, two second-year students drove a car into a tree, some twins released powerful fireworks into an exam hall mid-exam, and then there's the racism problem. Ah... Uh, Slytherin. Right, see, the fact that you immediately knew I was talking about an entire house of students is not ideal, Mr Dumbledore. And that's partly why for the last category, leadership and management, we had no choice but to put inadequate. Inadequate? Our teachers are some of the finest witches and wizards in the land. Well, let's talk about your defence against the dark arts department. In recent years, you have employed a man with an evil second head, a TV celebrity who hadn't been reference-checked and just made up his qualifications, a werewolf, and a man called Madai Moody, who is clearly a violent alcoholic and turned a student into a ferret. Ah, but you see, that wasn't actually Professor Moody. That was a Death Eater who impersonated him for a whole year before he found the real Professor locked in a suitcase. Right, I'll be honest, that's not good either. This is where we come to the real problem, Mr Dumbledore. And what, pray, is that? You. Mr Dumbledore... As headmaster, your job is to ensure Hogwarts is a safe environment for learning and development. Now, in just the last four years, inside the castle grounds, you have allowed trolls, a giant three-headed dog, dementors, which as far as I can work out are ghosts that eat your soul, not sure what they were doing here, Aragog, king of the spiders, dragons, which you had chase your students for sport, and a giant snake, which, if you looked into its eyes, would kill you. That last one wasn't my fault. But the three-headed dog was. That dog had to be there, my dear friend. It was guarding a jewel that makes you immortal. This is a school. You frequently seem to forget that, Mr Dumbledore. You clearly lack the basic judgement and common sense required to run a school. You are a deeply disturbed man. I am personally going to recommend that Hogwarts is closed immediately and that you resign at once. Okay, I understand. I apologise. The magical world is a volatile one, and sometimes I forget that students dying is generally frowned upon by the government and the PTA. I promise. Things can change. Will change. Hogwarts will be the safest school in the country. Professor! Another four students have been killed by those death bears you set loose in the school to teach Harry Potter the value of friendship. I... I it's too late, Professor. It's just too late. <laughs> What a lovely episode that was. I almost feel like I want to pet it. Once again, everyone, thanks for listening.
Before we go, it's time for Shout Out or Call Out. This week, we're doing a shout out. And today, I'm shouting out all the men out there who not only challenge toxic, sexist behaviour in other men, but also are able to do that with themselves. Um, I know it's not always the easiest thing to do, and sometimes we don't even realise that our behaviour is problematic. I know I definitely have some improving to do. Um, It's not always an easy road, but if we just ignore it, nothing's going to change for the countless women out there who are still every day experiencing abuse. So let's be good allies and make sure we're not afraid to have those potentially uncomfortable conversations because we need to. Huey the lads, but also lasses. Right, I'm sure next episode I'll be back to talking about barbecue pizzas again. Anyway, see you for the next one. Ta-da! It's party, 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 party.